Welcome all sports fans, everyone across the nation. I don't care if you're watching your vehicles. I don't care if you're uh, listening uh, at work or at home. We just want to thank you guys for what you do to support Uneducated Sports Talk and Uneducated Sports Talk, the podcast. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton, uh, from Lake Charles, Louisiana. That's right, y'all. I got my Facebook uh, Live fans on there as well. So if you hear me talking to some random people, that's Facebook Live. But thank you guys uh, for making this happen, man. Look. Great times right now for Uneducated Sports Talk on YouTube. If you haven't, please go ahead and like, subscribe, share, and comment on Uneducated Sports Talk on YouTube, man, to where you get more content. And don't forget to click the notification bell. Uh, great times right now. I said I'll go 300 subscribers by September 1st. We're at almost 180, so I'm happy for that. I mean, it's happened pretty quick. So September 1st, you know, it shouldn't be hard to get 300 subscribers, but, I mean, it is what it is, right? So, <laughs> uh Let's get into it, man. First of all, just, I woke up this morning on Facebook and I saw some lady get burnt down there half alive trying to end someone's uh, career in his Jeep. <laughs> but at the same time, she almost ended her own career. It's, it's, it is crazy how petty some people, not just females, but how petty some people can be. Now, I don't know the whole issue. I don't know why it took her to that extent. To dump a bunch of gasoline in this man's Jeep. I'm assuming it's a man. Uh, that, that the Jeep belongs to. Uh, but my God. I, <laughs> I think she wanted her waiting to exhale moment. She wanted her Denzel Washington moment. You know, throw the match in and it slowly burns. And when she's about 20 feet away, it's just a big kaboom. And she's walking in slow motion. That, that did not happen, I don't think, man. The girl got burnt half alive. You saw the glass on the ground, so <laughs> that let me know. She went in there and bust this man's windows up, shattered his glass, dumped a bunch of gasoline in it. And you got to realize what you see on TV is TV. That they, they make it look cool on TV. This is reality. She put that match in there, put that fire, and got burnt down there half alive. But she had the wherewithal to pick up whatever belonger she had and get up out of there. But I know her hair, her face, it is all messed up. But people, let's stop being petty. That was just, that was real petty, man. I mean, good God. I understand you went through heartache and pain with this guy. But leave it alone. Just leave. If it's that bad, just leave. I mean, if you got the kahunas to <laughs> burn a man's vehicle. But it's not like this isn't, this isn't. Uh, uh, TV at all. It's reality. And that clap back from that fire, like it hurt. I'm not gonna lie. When she got bounced back and that head hit the other car, but she got it real quick though. It's a old snap moment. Uh, so she got it real quick. But yeah, that that was that was tough to watch, man. But people are petty out there. Uh, so I woke up to that. I woke up in a good mood, honestly. It was a, a great mood. And then I woke up to um. Uh, some Mike Tyson news. So I mean, I'm I'm really excited. We'll talk about that in just a few uh, moments. But uh, let's talk about the NBA basketball uh, exhibition games, preseason games, whatever you want to call it. It is back, and now I officially feel old. And here is why: uh, my mother-in-law, who's pretty old, uh, Darren Watts, we call her Mama D, or everyone calls her Dee Dee. But we were, uh, me and my wife were uh, at my house, and I got a big screen TV. I got a, you know, a 72-inch, I think, 
um, big old TV, and I played 2K. Now this is years ago, so it's got to be 2K 16, 2K 15, something like that. Maybe, maybe I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say 2K 15. Uh, but now, obviously, the graphics or the span of five years have gotten even better now, even better. So I'm sitting in the in the uh, my 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 room and my big screen TV, and I'm playing NBA 2K, and I'm balling, and my mother-in-law comes in, and she said, "Oh, Carlos." Who's playing? I said, I'm playing, you know. And she was like, no, no, who, who's playing on NBA or, or, or on TV, what, what basketball team is playing? She's not a, she's not into basketball, so she doesn't know teams. She only knows the famous people like LeBron and LeBron. And there's, there's, I think all she knows LeBron James, honestly. But uh, she was like, what, team is, what teams are playing? I was playing uh, with the Orlando Magic. I remember that I was uh, doing my uh, my career and I was with the Magic. So I said, "Oh, it's the Orlando Magic versus whatever team it was," and she was like, "Okay, okay, okay. Who's winning?" And I said, uh, "I'm winning." And she's like, "What do you mean I'm?" I said, "Mama, I said I'm playing the video game." And she's like, "What?" She said, "That look real." I said, "Yeah." I said, "I said yeah, it look real." I said, "I'm playing a video game though. This is a uh, NBA 2K, whatever year it was." And she's like, "Why, well, be that looks..." Anyways, back to the conversation. So, yeah, my, uh, my mother-in-law thought it was real. Well, anyways, flashback to now. As of yesterday, I'm on YouTube, and I'm just looking, and it says, hey, NBA highlights uh, from the exhibition games. And I was like, oh, that's dope. I knew the game was coming out. I didn't really know they were going to show it or not, and they actually did. So, kudos to them. But when I clicked on it, here's why I think I'm getting a little bit old now, because when I, when I see it, uh, I'm like, hold up, hold up. This is 2K. Like, why am I... Like, from the jump ball, the jump ball literally looks like NBA 2K. So, shout out to all my NBA 2K creators, whoever created uh, NBA 2K, the ones who work hard daily on it. Because now it's starting to match reality. And that is what you want as fans. Now, now I'm getting old. I'm acting just like my mother-in-law now. I was sitting there, and I literally stopped it. I stopped watching YouTube because... Like from the, the jump ball, it, the, the jump ball, and I, I looked at like maybe four or five seconds. And said, oh, that, that's just someone on 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 YouTube doing the NBA 2K presentation of the bubble in Orlando. Let me just stop. And then I looked and I saw another game. I was like, uh, that's okay, another highlight. So I actually sat there and I looked at it and I played it. And uh, you know, I was like, yo, this is actually pretty freaking dope. <laughs> this is actually the real games. So shout out 2K. I feel old now because I literally thought it was NBA 2K playing. We have real exhibition games going on right now uh, for for uh, the NBA season. So let's, man, let's get into it, man. This is dope. NBA preseason came up and uh, there's like a few games, maybe five or six games on the docket and I enjoyed all of them to be honest. Uh, seeing the atmosphere and seeing how it is now, how we're going to look at it. I really enjoyed it. You know why I enjoyed it? If it's an old school gym vibe, you know, it's a it's different because there's no crowd, no no crowd reacting. But you play, your boys are reacting, your teammates are reacting, coaches are reacting, and I'm thinking to myself, you hear all those squeaky squeak squeak squeaks from the shoes, and I'm like, yo, that's that. I know, I'm like, Wizard Kelly on profit. That's tight. That's tight. <laughs> I feel like that. Yeah, when you got kids, you're gonna watch a lot of Disney. Uh, plus, I've been watching Proud Family like crazy, but I actually like Proud Family, so bear with me, y'all. But yeah, uh, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, yo, this is an awesome experience. And I know those players feel the same way. You can actually hear people communicating. 
you can actually hear the uh, coaches uh, um, telling, giving orders without, you know, thank God for Doc Rivers' his voice will not be lost by the end of the season because usually he sounds more like uh, Kermit the Frog on drugs <laughs> when, when the season is done with. I mean, his voice is shot. Now he doesn't do that much screaming. You hear the communication from player to players about switches, about certain defenses, about uh, pick and roll uh, action as well. It was nice to, to feel all that, and these are the best players in the world. So you're not watching, I mean, no, no disrespect to the basketball tournament, uh, no disrespect to overseas, uh, but you're watching NBA, uh, National Basketball Association. These are the best players on the planet playing basically street ball. Or it's not street ball, but it feels like street ball. It feels like you're in the gym and I got next. You know, I usually had next a lot because no one was going to pick me. I was so short. No, I'm playing. I was, I was okay when I was young. But I, I made sure I had that I got next, you know. Let me get that next just in case no one decides to pick a little of me. So, <laughs> but I wouldn't scrub though. I wouldn't scrub. But just in case, you know, when you enter a new area with different people you know how that goes and you're kind of new guy in the gym you want to get that next because you don't know people they might just look over you because you're kind of new yeah i was going through that kind of type of uh trauma uh that type of trauma so uh but with that being said man great show and one guy actually stood out in the bubble and that is bowl Bowl. Yeah, he is the son of Manute Bowl, the seven foot twelve legend who played for the uh, Washington Bullets back in the day uh, and uh, some other teams too. But uh, Bobo was a son, and he played in Oregon for a couple of games, University of Oregon, and then he got hurt and sat out the season. Well, we knew he was. Uh, let me tell you something about this guy. He is so good. If you have NBA Two K Twenty, and you literally sim year one, and Bobo was not even like starting or playing. Year two, Bobo's an 84. He's an 84. And I kept seeing it like, yo, this guy every time, he's just getting better. And we haven't seen him play one time. So NBA 2K Twitter's like, we got you covered. We know this guy is going to be a star when it's all said and done. Well, I mean, now I'm on NBA 2K Twitter. I'm on like year four or five for my um, for my uh, my league. And Bobo's like a 90, hitting threes. Dunking on people. So I'm like, this hype is got to be unreal. Well, look, we heard rumors that the Nuggets were trying a big man on They don't have a lot of their guys in yet, so they, they want to just kind of fluctuate. Well, you have a Yonick, um, uh, I said Yonick, the wrong person. <laughs> Joker, pretty much. Uh, he is going to be the, uh, the point guard. The guy has mad skills. He has mad skills as a point guard. And then we have Bobo, who runs... Like gazelle, no African puns intended, I don't think. But he runs like a gazelle. And this dude here, I literally seen him block a shot, take the ball when he blocked it, run down the court, and pull up from three from the top of the key. Nothing but the bottom of the net. I saw that as like, yo, who, okay, anyone who does that is just a, it's a freak of nature. And that had me hyped up. Then I seen some dunks. I seen blocks. I seen good defense. I seen uh, him shoot threes. Wow. 16 points, 10 rebounds. I believe he had five blocks. Ain't no telling how many assists he had. I saw he, he was leading the point guard. Uh, he was literally going down and threw it one hand. I'm like, yo, who? Bobo with the truth already. I like I like him. He is a fan favorite. He's one of my favorites. So this Denver Nuggets team with a... Uh, uh, 
with Nikolai and then you have uh, uh, you know uh, Murray as well those two guys and then you put Adam Bobo if he can stay healthy we don't know about his you know he's built you know tallish skinnish not a lot of girth to him so we don't know if he's built for the game for the long haul here's to hoping he is I hope he really is because the guy is that talented he is that good um, but man I don't know it, is, it was awesome to see that particular uh, player that particular team they had a big man lineup going in there like I said a lot of the guys aren't there a lot of guys in the NBA aren't there yet they're quarantining they're getting their bodies right they're uh, got to sit out three or four days because of quarantine got to test test uh, negative for those days as well so we got guys like um uh, like uh, the point guard from Milwaukee, Eric Bledsoe, he's gonna he, he just came back in. Um, so we got like Zion, who should be coming back. We'll talk about that in just a second, man. But uh, great action! I saw the Pelicans wipe the floor with the Nets. The Nets, I mean, although they didn't have a lot of their old guys, we're talking about uh, uh, a few guys coming in that they're missing. Jamal uh, Jamal wasn't there uh, to play, so. That Nets team, I don't know why they're even there, to be honest. And this is exhibition style, and we saw how the Pelicans molly whopped them. I mean, oh, molly whopped them. Someone has got to take advantage of it. Could it be the Wizards? I hope not. <laughs> One of those teams, they both lost uh, last night, and the Wizards don't have anybody as well. The Nets don't have anybody. Whoever has that number one seed, which is Milwaukee, uh, they're going to destroy either the Nets or the uh, Wizards. This is going to be a tough to watch, but I saw that game. I saw the uh, Pelicans destroy the uh, Nets. The Pelicans look good, even without uh, Zion. They were hitting three. They had great movement, and what I liked about this, it, it felt so refreshing because these guys, they're athletes for a reason, and they stayed in great shape for the most part. We got to see them uh, for a game two and game three and for a bigger stretch, but in this one particular game, like these guys are looking good. The Miami Heat were looking good. I like uh, seeing what I liked out of uh, Miami Heat, uh, the Clippers, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, balling. I like that. I mean, it, it's going to be a very interesting uh, uh, field because now it is wide, wide open, wide open. So that there was talks about uh, the 1999 Spurs, and we got talks about that how they have an asterisk, asterisk by that. And look, in, in, in my opinion, they do. But if you want to go that route for the Spurs, having an asterisk in 1999 when they beat the uh, New York Knicks in that uh, shortened season, then you got to give an asterisk to the 2011 Miami Heat. Oh, no one wants to do that. Why? Because uh, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh were on that team. No, no, no. As fans, you can go out there and give people asterisks all you want. But as players, as players... There's no such thing as an asterisk because if you give an asterisk to the 1999 Spurs, then you got to give it to the 2012, excuse me, 2012 Miami Heat because of the shortened season. And that's not fair to either of those teams. So they played as many games as the rest of the league played and they played in the uh, playoff format. Now, it was kind of weird because the Knicks were the, the eighth seed and they had no Patrick Ewing. And uh, for that particular year, he was battling injuries. But they did have some good guys. They had a Houston. Out of Houston, they had a uh, Sprewell as well. So, I mean, look, the Knicks and the Spurs, they met up, and it was fine. It was fine. I was with it. I was I was definitely with it. But they're saying this season, it's going to be an asterisk by whoever wins, too. 
And we had talks about 1999, how Phil Jackson said that, you know, Phil Jackson, when he had retired from the Bulls and he, he wasn't coaching anymore, and he famously said, hey, whoever wins in 1999 is going to be an asterisk because what he was really trying to say is because the Bulls are not there. That's what he was trying to say. That's what he really wants you to believe. We aren't there, so whoever wins, it's not going to matter because we are the Chicago Bulls, and if we played the 99 season, we would have dominated once again. And the way that 99 season looked like, the Bulls would have definitely won again if they would have stayed together. Uh, in my opinion, that's what it looked like. But Phil Jackson playing those mind games like he always does. And then six, seven years later, he basically reiterates it. He says, yeah, for real. Like, that is still an asterisk in my opinion. But like I said, he's the Zen master for a reason. He's the reason, uh, you know, why... Jordan and them got together and balled out. The reason why Kobe and them got together and balled out and won championships. He's the Zen master. So, <laughs> he look, does he really mean it? No. But just trying to get in people's heads because he's the Zen master. And it, it worked for the most part. 1999, if that's an asterisk, then the 2012 Miami Heat is an asterisk as well because that was a shortened, locked-out season as well. So, if you're going to give an asterisk to the Spurs, then give it to the Heat. But people don't want to give it to the Heat because of the players are on that team. But you got to realize the Spurs had Tim Duncan, David Robinson, Avery Bradley, uh, uh, Sean Elliott. They had a great squad, uh, a great big man squad. So you, let's not play favorites when it comes down to giving asterisks. So if that's the case, if the Spurs get one and then if the Heat get one, then that means whoever wins this year is going to get one. Now, this one is a much bigger quote-unquote asterisk from a fan perspective. Like I said, if you're fans, you can go ahead and say, well, that's an asterisk. But if you're a... NBA player, coach, trainer, you shouldn't say anything about this asterisk because now we're all on the same playing field. And it, it hurts now. I'll tell you what, if a team, I think Charles Barkley said it best, if, if the freaking Wizards face the Grizzlies in the NBA Finals, then yeah, that's probably a big old asterisk right there because that lets you know how much home field advantage really means in the NBA. Well, home court, excuse me, home court advantage. And it means a lot. It means a lot in the NBA. And then, of course, we have a, uh, you know, uh, you no know, crowd, same gyms pretty much. Uh, all you're doing is switching jerseys now. You got, you know, you're switching away in home jerseys, but it's in the same era. So, in my opinion, the better teams should win, but you got you to gotta realize that home court works so much because these athletes are not that far apart from each other. I mean, they're all athletes. They all can score. They all can get to the rim. They all can do these great things, these great physical things on the basketball court. So that home court really makes a huge difference because now instead of this, there's 20,000 people screaming at you and there's 20,000 people cheering you up. You know, if you're the home team, they're cheering you up when you're down. So now I think, um, you know, basically Aaron, uh, um, Aaron Gordon said it best. He said, you got to bring your own energy in this. Because there is no crowd to hype you up. And there is no crowd to shut up. If you're the, if you're the road team, you love it when the crowd is hush mode. Because that means you're putting in some work. You know, if the crowd's quiet, you're putting in work. There is no crowd to shut up. You can't, sh I mean, you won't feel the joy of shutting up the other team's bench players. Ha <laughs> ha, see, man, he being quiet. He being quiet. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah. Yeah. Nah, there, there's no energy. So you got to bring your own energy. And, I, and that intrigues me. But if you do see a Wizards versus a Grizzlies matchup or whoever, man, it's going to hold up, hold up. Okay, we got to pump the brakes. Like, this is, which can be very intriguing because if the Wizards did beat, let's just say, 
the Wizards winning that, beat the Bucks, and then beat, uh, I don't know, the Pacers, and then whoever, and get to the finals. I mean, oh, oh, okay, the, the Wizards beat the Celtics. That's kind of great storytelling. So I'm with that. If the Grizzlies went in and beat the Lakers, and then the Grizzlies went in and and then beat the Mavericks or something, and then mm-hmm. I don't know who else they'll beat to get into the uh, finals, but that'd be awesome. So, you know, that's great storytelling. But at the end of the day, if any team that we didn't expect to win, like if the Lakers, Clippers, Bucks, Celtics, uh, if they all get to the finals and one of those teams win, then it really won't be an asterisk because the best the best team won or the better team won. So that's all I'm saying. But if, if we get some kind of flimsy you know, Wizards versus Grizzlies matchup, which I would still be down for. That means the Wizards actually balled out uh, or any type of scenario like that. Uh, if the Nets somehow got there, <laughs> that would be crazy. It, it won't happen, though. But I'm just thinking about the possibilities. Like, would it be an asterisk? Fans would fans would definitely put an asterisk. LeBron James' cult members would say, oh, well, if we only had home court advantage because we were the number one seed in the West. And then the Bucks fans were like, we were the number one seed in the East and we got that taken away because we worked so hard for home court advantage. Listen to me, listen to me closely. This is how the NBA should do it. To give these, t- to give these teams, and this is me. I, I, I got one of my Jeff Van Gundy rumbles right now. Oh, rambles, excuse me. Uh, uh, if I'm the NBA and you want to place a home court advantage, It'll be easy just to put a hey, the home team gets an automatic five points. You got an automatic five nothing lead. Let's go. That is home court advantage in my opinion. Home court five nothing lead. Anyone can come back in five points. Anybody. And if you if you're that good, you can do it. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Home court give every team a five nothing lead. Whoever has home court, so that when you get into the playoffs, and if you're the Lakers and you're the Bucks. Uh, if you're the Clippers and uh, you're the Celtics or whatever, you're the Nuggets. You know, game one and game two, you start off with a 5 nothing lead. See what I'm saying? That should be home court advantage because right now it's got to mean something. Because if I'm the Bucks, if I'm the Lakers, we tried all day. We tried our damnness to get this home court advantage all year round. We busted our ass for home court advantage. And now we have to have the same advantage as everybody else. Can you give us an advantage? A five nothing lead. I mean, it's not the worst lead in the world. It's just five points. And if you're if you're a great uh, road team, you could, you'll come back with five points in a heartbeat, right? So I'm thinking do something like that to make it seem like you have a, a somewhat of a home court advantage. I can hear the cries now from people. Five nothing. Oh my God, no. I mean, as easy as they can get the five five, it could be ten nothing. So, no, well look, it's home court advantage. So I'm sorry. And then vice versa. When you're the road team on games three and games four, then you'll have the home court advantage. It's as simple as that. So I hope they do something about that. It'll be kinda of tough to see these like literally equal. But then again, they're getting paid, so they don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They're getting paid Buku money, man. Uh so that being said, I was very intrigued for the bubble coming into Orlando, the, the way it played out. These athletes stayed in great shape. Thank you, God, for that. Pelicans look good. Uh, the Nuggets look good with their big man lineup. Uh, the teams that, that look bad, yeah, we knew they were going to look bad. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm trying to find out where can I watch these games at. Maybe they have it posted on ESPN or something. I'm not quite sure, but I want to watch something because uh, this is my last hoorah day just to relax and chill uh, before I go on my vacation. But I will be still posting uh, videos on my vacation, so I definitely had a podcast next Thursday. So don't worry about that. I'll be, I'll, I'll make it happen. Don't even worry about that. Yeah, I might not be on Facebook Live for my Facebook Live fans, but 
I'll be on here uh, doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so um, that's the bubble uh, take on that. I, I feel like it's gonna be a great thing now when the, when the majority of the superstars like Zion and come back in, and when we see teams like the Blazers play and we see the Lakers play, uh, it'll even get more buzz with it. So we're going to see what's going on, man. I'm excited about that. Let, let's. Let's switch around to a little bit MVP talk. We uh, talked about that earlier in, in uh, the week on my YouTube show. And we had LeBron James versus Giannis. We all know it got shut down March 11th. Uh, so basically, MVP votes, six man of the year, defensive player of the year. Um, what, what else is there? Um, oh, defensive player of the year. And then you had your uh, all uh, um, your first team, second team, third team, all NBA squad, first, second, third, all defensive squad. Those are being judged from October 26th to March 11th. You know, and I, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. I can see why you you want to play the whole entire season out, but then again, there is no home court advantage kind of thing going on. Numbers can probably uh, no whatever. So I, I'm down with them saying you know what from that to March 11th is is fine. But that got a lot of LeBron James fans mad. It's not fair. It's not fair. Why? Why? We were so close to getting that fifth MVP. Even LeBron James said, uh, you know, I think I've done enough to, uh, you know, let people know what I'm about. Look, that's fine. And I'll give you this. If. If the NBA would have played the remaining 19 games, yeah, I think LeBron James does take over MVP uh, in that stretch. If the Lakers continue to outstretch and the Bucks continue to fall, because when the Lakers was had that great one week, uh, the Bucks had an awful week. They lost four of the last five games. So I mean, Giannis stock was trending down, LeBron James trending up, but it didn't trend up enough to overtake Giannis. I think Giannis is going to be back to back MVP, and here's why: LeBron had a special year. He had a very special year, like like Giannis, but Giannis had a Really, really special year. But LeBron James had one special week where all of his cult members were basically saying he won it because of this week. He beat the Pelicans in uh, in uh, um, in New Orleans. That was good. Zion Williamson versus LeBron James hyped up. It was a great matchup. Great game. Uh, then they, they went ahead and beat Philadelphia. Uh, when Philadelphia wasn't 100%, they went ahead and beat Milwaukee, which is a great game. But they beat Philadelphia in L.A. They beat Milwaukee in L.A. And then they beat the Clippers, who aren't 100% either at that time, in L.A. Although it was the Clippers. But it was still like, you're still in L.A. So three to four games were pretty much home games. <clears throat> um, and two of the teams, the top teams, the Clippers and the Sixers, were not 100% healthy. Zion and, and I mean, that's an up-and-coming team. But Zion with the name, which made it, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, Zion uh, what was the bigger pitcher. Uh, that Pelicans team is still not ready for the Lakers, although if they did meet 1-8, they could probably steal two games out of that series. I mean, easily. I think they could. But everyone said that one week right there is the reason why LeBron James should be MVP. No, the, the, the MVP is based off the, an entire body. Giannis stats is 29.7 points, round up to 30, 13.7 rebounds, round up to 14, and then 5.8 assists, round up to 6. Oh, by the way, he's averaging only 30 minutes a game because of the dominance. If you were, if that lets you know from that stretch where the Bucks basically went uh, 52 and 8, I mean, that was straight dominance from 
the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. And I mean, he, he he's only averaging about 30 minutes a game. That was it. Because by the fourth quarter, they've just ate it up. So can you imagine if they had a lot more tighter games? He could be averaging 33. His per 36 minute, he's averaging 35 points a game. Per 36. And that's, a, that's, a, that's saying if, if you did play 36 minutes a game, what would you get? And he would be averaging almost 36 points a game, which is the third highest in NBA history. So they didn't have they, – they were wiping teams off the flow. Straight up, not the floor, the flow. Wiping them off. It's not his fault that he didn't have a lot of tighter games because they dominated. No, it reminds me of a, um, it reminds me of a, you know LeBron fans where they say, "Oh, LeBron James has more overall points than Michael Jordan." Like uh, he played a lot more years than Jordan. He has more postseason uh, points than Jordan. It's because he played a lot more postseason games because Jordan didn't go to six and seven games. Jordan beat you in four and five, and in the NBA Finals he beat everybody in six or less. So he didn't have that many, you know. Oh well, you know, LeBron has more rebounds than Jordan. LeBron, he better. He's six nine, <laughs> six ten. I mean, he's six nine. Excuse me, six eight, six nine. He's, he better have more rebounds. He has more assists than Jordan. And look, Jordan played in a triangle offense. It wasn't really assist oriented, uh, you know. And I always said when Russell Westbrook had that uh, consecutive games of triple doubles, um, like he had twelve straight games, he broke the record. Guess who record he broke? He broke Michael Jordan's record for 11 straight triple-doubles. This is before the triangle offense was invented for him. You know, this is before the Phil Jackson days where he was literally one-on-one playing his thing and getting triple-doubles. Same thing LeBron's playing right now. If LeBron had to go to a triangle offense, he wouldn't get as many assists as a, as a, um, or triple-doubles, you know, as he would in a regular one-man pick-and-roll kind of offense. So... LeBron fans have a lot to say, and even with this MVP, they're like, you can't take this away from us because we were going to pass him up, and hey, most likely they probably were, but call Ace of Spade, if it, if, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, then it's a duck. Giannis is going to win this back-to-back. I mean, his per 36 is nasty. His stats could be just even, I mean, he could literally be averaging 35, 15, and 7, like just unheard of stats. And but him being dominant, they didn't have to go that route. They were saving him for the playoffs. Uh, so LeBron fans, I'm sorry, man. It, it is Giannis who's going to win back-to-back MVP. But if you're a LeBron fan, stop worrying about the regular season MVP and focus on the NBA Finals MVP. And same goes to uh, LeBron. Don't focus on that. If you get it, you get it. If not, I mean, even even Jordan. I mean, Le- LeBron is the best player in this game. He is. He is the best player right now. Best player on the planet. So, I mean, at, at, at the age of 35, it's, it's still saying great things about yourself. The best player. He's been the best player since basically Kobe's last hurrah in 2010, I believe. So And so LeBron's been literally the best player for about 11 years now. Uh, going on 11 years. So no shame in that. He should be more focused on getting the NBA Finals MVP instead of the regular season MVP. I mean, if I'm like Jordan had to, you know, he let Charles Barkley get one in 93. He let Carl Malone get one in 97. There is no shame and Giannis having a better regular season. But at the end of the day, does it matter? No. If you're, LeBron, if you're LeBron James, this should not matter one bit. If you're LeBron James, damn the uh, regular season MVP. I, I want to I get the NBA Finals MVP, and that right there should add fuel to his fire because most likely Giannis is going to get it. There are rumors that I think like 16 out of the 20 voters voted for Giannis, and rightfully so. Uh, Giannis had a, a crazy season, and you know 
His per 36 is nasty. Their plus minus is nasty. I mean, they're just wiping teams off the floor. And then, of course, LeBron has Anthony Davis, <laughs> so, who's the top five guy himself. You get the best player in the game, and then you have a top five guy in Anthony Davis. I mean, get real. I mean, Giannis is out there. His best player uh, um, is uh, Chris Middleton, who's a borderline all-star. Borderline. When I say borderline, I said on my show earlier, but remember the 2015 or 16 Atlanta Hawks? And that five-man squad, they all went to the All-Star game because of they went 65 and 17 or 64 and 18, something like that. I forgot their record. But they all went there because of their record. They, they had a great team. Individually, their stats were not good at all. No, they didn't, they didn't have good stats individually. But uh, as a team, they were great. So they you know, it's unlike the 04 Pistons, how they didn't have great individual stats, but as a team, they did well. So they all went to uh, to the All Star game. Well, that's like uh, that's basically saying uh, Chris Middleton is borderline All Star because what happened was is that he is basically riding off of uh, Giannis's coattail because of the record is so well, and he's averaging twenty one a game, so he's no scrub. Twenty one a game, uh, he's giving you about six rebounds and uh, four assists, so he's no scrub. But he's borderline. If their if their season were bad, if they had an okay record, middle of the pack, fifth, sixth, seventh seed, he's probably not an all star. That's just real talk. He's probably not an all star. And that is who Giannis is dealing with. Would you rather have Anthony Davis, a borderline starter for the all star all star game, a top five guy in the NBA, or would you rather have Chris Middleton, who's a borderline all star? He's a borderline all star player. That's what I'm saying. LeBron has AD. Giannis has Chris Middleton. So, uh, oh, and then by the way, Giannis could be the first player since Michael Jordan, 1988, to not only win MVP, but then to also win Defensive Player of the Year. Matter of fact, I think he is going to win Defensive Player of the Year. That's a guarantee, a lock for Defensive Player of the Year. So Giannis could have MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, the first since, you know, that guy, the GOAT, Michael Jordan, 1988. Same year I was born. Wow. <laughs> Something about that year is just amazing. But still, uh, so we can look at a, a phenomenal creator. And, of course, first team all uh, defense, first team all NBA. So you, you can look at hardware out the galore, but his stats just scream out greatness from Giannis for this particular season. But if I'm LeBron, you can have that. I'm going to try and take this NBA Finals MVP. That's what it's all about. Because we all know that Giannis is, you know, once he gets to the playoffs, it shows that the man can't shoot. So... No, LeBron has the luxury of being able to shoot and drive and uh, do damage. You know, so we'll see. But LeBron's having a 25 points per game, t- uh, 10 assists, round up to 11 assists. He's round up to 26 points a game. Um, and then, of course, Auburn's averaging eight rebounds per game, too. So he's having a great statistical season as well. But is that something to overthrow Giannis? It is not. But LeBron fans are going to be clamoring that he should be the MVP when rightfully it belongs to Giannis. Um, back-to-back MVP. It is no no shame to say I did not have a, a better regular season than Giannis with these freak numbers. It's no shame in that. But I do tell you what, if the 19 games continue and there was no coronavirus, I do believe LeBron James would have taken over MVP in due time because they were just trending up and the Bucks were trending down. Well, all this time is stopped. So I don't blame them for what I've liked for 
the MVP race to continue during this quarantine bubble? Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I get why not because they're, all the advantages are pretty much gone now. And, you know, it could, uh, uh, you know, have players' numbers go up or go down depending on how they feel. So, with that being said, man, uh, tell me guys how you feel. We're going to go through a little commercial break right fast. And uh, we're going to talk a little Mike Tyson coming in there uh, about the body of Roy Jones Jr. or maybe vice versa. We'll find out, man. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, the podcast. I'm your host, Carlos Clayton, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Angie Ray from Angie Productions, and you are listening to the Uneducated Sports Talk with Carlos. Welcome back, all sports fans. This is Carlos Clayton. This is Uneducated Sports Talk, the podcast. Um, like I said, please like, subscribe, share, and comment. Everything Uneducated Sports Talk on YouTube. Uh, thank you guys for all you've done for us so far, man. And I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it. This has uh, been a great atmosphere. Uh, the The feedback from this has been very positive so far. Um, I tried this a long time ago. Just a quick story. I tried it a long time ago, and just my head wasn't in the game, and I even did an uneducated network, which was not a smart thing for me to do. I try to get a group of uh, guys together and do a bunch of different shows on this one channel, and it just didn't work out, man. But you live and you learn. I'm much older. I'm wiser. Um, I'm better. So much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So, uh, so for those who actually watch this, man, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, I got my Facebook Live family as well. On here, so they're coming in and out as we as we speak. For those who don't know, uh, if you know where to watch this, check me out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts uh, for the latest hits. Uh, it's sponsored by the Anchor app, so check that out. If you don't have the Anchor app, check that out to where you can make your own videos as well, like I'm doing. Uh, make your own recordings, like I'm doing as well. So thank you guys for the love and support. And like I said. Check me out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts to get every episode of Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast. And then go on YouTube to, uh, you know, check out Uneducated Sports Talk on YouTube, man. So we're back, guys. Uh, breaking news happened earlier today. Iron Mike Tyson is coming back to boxing. If you haven't seen the videos, I suggest go see his videos of him training, uh, working out, getting back in massive shape. I mean, I remember seeing him... Watching the first Hangover, and I forgot that was, I was with my wife, so that had to be 2012 or 11, you know, uh, so yeah, it had to be about that time. But Mike Tyson was, he was definitely overweight. He said he was full of drugs. Uh, he's on that dope still. Uh, he was overweight, and you can see it in this building. And through the times, now he's done well for himself now over the years, and uh, he's gotten his life back together, and he's gotten his. Um, his mind right, he's sharp, he's sober now, he says he, he doesn't drink anymore, he doesn't uh, obviously do drugs anymore, and if you've seen his wife, his wife doesn't play that at all, so she pretty much puts him in check, and that's good for him and his ego. Um, <laughs> so, shout out to Mike Tyson, because over the last couple months, we've seen him really in top-notch shape, basically since about the start of the, the year, so since like January, he's been really in massive shape, and the dude looks like he can still rip your freaking head off right now. And I think he's 53. 53. And it's funny because Jamie Foxx is going to play Mike Tyson in a Mike Tyson uh, movie. Pretty much uh, they're starting filming either late this year or early next year. And it's funny because Jamie Foxx is only a year younger than Mike Tyson. 
If, yeah, I'm, I'm amazed. Jamie Foxx is 52. And Mike Tyson is 53. So, this is going to be very interesting because, one, the movie's going to be great because Jamie Foxx can impersonate Mike Tyson to the T. And Jamie Foxx has already got to, I believe, 216 pounds full muscle. So, I'm like, yo, I'm ready for that. But then Mike Tyson drops a bombshell this morning. Breaking news on September 12th. Mike Tyson will be back in the ring for an eight-game exhibition. Against who you say? Roy Jones Jr. Yes, Roy Jones Jr. I look. I am dying to see that because these are two goats. Now, Mike Tyson is. We all like Mike Tyson. We respect him more because he was a small guy in the heavyweight division. He packed a big punch. So all these guys he was facing were six five, six six, six seven, and here's. Five foot eleven, six foot Mike Tyson, and he's going in your body, and from the body hitting you with an uppercut. I mean, he had power. Roy Jones Jr. was more of a light heavyweight kind of guy. He kind of uh, went up and down in, in classes, but we all know Mike Tyson stayed in the heavyweight division. So I'm eager to see what where they're gonna uh, fight at. Is Roy Jones gonna go to a heavyweight division now? It is an exhibition fight, uh, eight rounds. So people said, "Well, how do you feel about, about Mike Tyson?" I said, "Man, look." If it's a three-round fight, I'm never going to fight Mike Tyson if I'm a, a professional athlete. If it's just three rounds, I'm not about to do that at all. I said Mike can't go 12 rounds. I don't care how. You can be 53 in the best shape of your life. You can't go 12 rounds in a boxing match and then not look gassed out. I mean, the man hasn't had a real fight, and it feels like about a decade now. So if it was three to five rounds, Mike Tyson would probably dominate the heavyweight division. At 53, because he can go his blows. And I've always said this. If Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson hurt Mike Tyson. No one else hurt Mike Tyson back in the day. Mike Tyson hurt himself. The limelight. He got paid all that money. We know about the Robin Givens situation. We know about the Don King situation. We know about the drugs involved. We know about him biting Holyfield. We know about him losing to uh, Lennox Lewis. Um, but when he fought Holyfield two times, and he fought Lennox Lewis, he was not in the right mind state. He was still okay shape wise but he wasn't his mind was gone basically cocaine and other sort of drugs took over his body took over his train of thought so that's the reason why Mike Tyson hurt himself because before that I mean you could barely touch Mike Tyson and then of course as the competition gets better and better at Vander Holyfield and Lennox Lewis Mike was not in the best shape in his mind he was gone so he hurt himself I would have loved to see a sober uh, um uh, a real fierce Mike Tyson who was prepared to battle. Mike Tyson against uh, Vander Holyfield and Lennox Lewis was a guy that just give me my money. Just give me my money, I'm out. I can care less. And then, of course, we know the whole head button with him and Holyfield and he's biting ears now. And, you know, that was pretty much the fall off. It was Don King and his gang that took over uh, and made Mike Tyson who we see Mike Tyson now as we see Mike Tyson more as a celebrity than a boxer. And because of those incidents of him biting, if he was just uh, knocking people's heads off, he would be uh, a celebrity fighter. But now he's just a celebrity. Hopefully he can get that back. <coughs> Excuse me. He can get the edge back to uh, take this seriously. And he is going to take it seriously. And I haven't seen any videos of Roy Jones Jr. But I can imagine that Roy Jones Jr. is still in, is still in great shape. Uh, but the end of Roy Jones' career, he was looking bad as well. And he wasn't really on that cocaine and stuff. I just think physically he just wasn't you know, there anymore. And that's the life of a boxer. But eight rounds is funny. I'm going to see how serious we'll take it. Is 
someone really going to knock somebody out. Okay, they take it serious. Mike Tyson still has that power. And I would hate to see Roy Jones get laid out. I would hate to see that. Because if Mike Tyson comes in with this serious mind of, let me do this exhibition. And just like uh, George Foreman, I can come back at a certain age and regain the title. I'm not going that far. I don't think he will. Because the heavyweight division, I mean, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, and then, of course, Deontay Wilder. That, that heavyweight division is brutal. You don't want to be a part of that. And we're going to see uh, Wilder versus uh, Fury probably the next couple months uh, for part two. I mean, part three of their trilogy. So, we're going to see that. And But, you know, you got some tough guys in the heavyweight. So, this might not be the time to actually think about, let me beat up Roy Jones Jr. And then I can jump into the heavyweight title mix. Now... As a, as a sports guy as I am, I would pay to see Mike Tyson beat up an employee at Burger King. I'm just being real. I would pay to see that. I just I want to see Mike Tyson fight. It intrigues my curiosity. And I think he's going to do great for those eight rounds. If it was 12 rounds, I probably wouldn't want to see it because unless it's a quick knockout. But if it goes all 12 rounds, stamina is the big key. And I, I think that's why Mike Tyson wouldn't really come back in the heavyweight division of boxing and, 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 and do great wonders because of his stamina. It looks good for those 30-second videos when he's going all out and the sweat is going down and he's punching that back hard. It looks good. That I mean, but you can edit anything. I'm not saying it's edited, but I'm saying we didn't see a longer course of it. We didn't see a full round, a full three-minute round. We didn't see one, two, three, four, five consecutive rounds of him sparring. No, we just see clips. And then he goes to his famous, I'm, I'm back. You know, I can't talk like Mike Tyson, but, you know, I hope he doesn't see this. I don't want him knocking me out either. But this is keto. This is monumental. Because if, if he does, let's just say September 12th does come around and he looks good against Roy Jones. And, and, and it could go the opposite way too. So we're all discrediting Roy Jones Jr. is more of a Mike Tyson thing. But if Roy Jones comes in, what if Roy Jones knocks out Mike Tyson? I don't see a future in boxing for Roy Jones. Roy Jones pretty much is getting that bread and getting out, you know. So this is a Mike Tyson event, and we would assume that Mike Tyson is going to win the event. This is more of a Mike Tyson coming out party than it is a Roy Jones. I think Roy Jones did accept the fight, but, you know, cash talks. Because Mike Tyson, was he was turning down $18 million deals. He literally had a fight, I don't know for who, some exhibition for $18 million, and he turned it down. That lets me know one thing. That Mike Tyson already has money. You know? And another thing, that Mike Tyson wants to really take things serious. He doesn't want to fight a clown. So, he's going to fight Roy Jones Jr., who is by, by no means a clown. Roy Jones Jr. is that dude. So, I'm, I'm very intrigued. Very intrigued. I want to see this, because it can go either really, really good for Mike Tyson, or really bad for Mike Tyson. And they both getting paid regardless. So, I mean, I, I don't think they really care. But we're all rooting for Mike Tyson in the sense that he, like, he's shown the videos. He's shown that he's ready to come back and it looks like take things serious. So, if he has a great showing against Roy Jones, let's say he knocks Roy Jones out in the first or second round. I mean, massive power. But are they going to take it serious? Will they actually go out for the kill? We don't, we don't know. But, uh. I'll pay for it. September 12th, I'll be there. I'll be in my living room watching the heck out of Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. So, and like, like I said, we're, we're not giving Roy Jones that much credit, but he deserves a lot of credit for even accepting the fight. He deserves a lot of credit for putting on a show. He deserves a lot of credit for being that second guy, you know, in this. Like, say what you want about Floyd Mayweather. 
but he's smart. He's a smart businessman, or he's around smart businessmen. When Roy John, I mean, when uh, Floyd Mayweather was hearing Conor McGregor calling him out, Floyd said, "I'm about to make Buku money, but I don't mind being the second guy in this." And when I say second guy, it was all about Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor would he made that fight happen. If there's no Conor McGregor, there is no uh, 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 Floyd Mayweather fighting him. Conor is the reason why. Floyd said, I see dollar signs, and I didn't mind being the second fiddle in this fight because the money came with it. And that's how Roy Jones is probably taking it with Mike Tyson. I don't mind being the second fiddle in this. I'm still getting paid, and I might be the better fighter. We don't know. We haven't seen videos of Roy Jones really doing his thing. Roy Jones might still be in shape to this day. I haven't seen Roy Jones. I haven't seen anything about him in about five, six years. So he might still be in great shape. And he might molly about Mike Tyson. You know, he might go all Floyd May- Mayweather in the 10th round and just literally wear out. Conor McGregor, but Conor made that fight like Mike Tyson is making this fight. So shout out to the fight game, some for the fantasy, and the reason why it's so big because this coronavirus is taking over everyone's livelihood of sports. Now it's fine that we're getting baseball back, we're getting basketball back, but it's still we gotta really get in the edge. So when they posted this, like say if the sports world was still going regular, there's no coronavirus, uh, and everything was going fine. This would still this would be like a B or a C conversation. It wouldn't be like a mainstream A plus conversation. It wouldn't be. But great timing. Basketball hasn't started yet. It's just doing exhibition games. Baseball starts tonight, so be ready for that. I know I am. Uh, and it, we'll, we'll see what goes on for there, man. But uh, hey, I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Tell me how you feel about Mike Tyson coming here, and will he do great things? That's what I want to know. How do you feel about that? Is he ready for this? Will he put on a good show? Comment, you know, down below. So we'll see about that. But uh, thank you, guys. Uh, we're coming right back. I'm talking a little bit of base- baseball. Guys getting signed left and right. Buku money. Uh, so I brought back. My name is Carlos Clayton. This is Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by the Anchor App. Be right back. What's up, guys? I'm Dallas. And I'm Joel. And we are the founders of the IQ Sports Network and co-hosts of Pro Football IQ, the podcast that breaks down the X's and O's of everything happening this week in football. And as podcasters, we're like you. We love listening to podcasts. And I like to tune in to my main man, Carlos, and listen to what he's got to say on all things current and past sports. So if you're looking to get some unbiased sports opinions on everything happening in sports right now, tune in to Uneducated Sports Talk with Carlos and crew. You don't want to miss a single episode, so make sure to like and subscribe every single week so that you can stay up to date with everything happening right now in sports. Welcome back, all sports fans. This is Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast, hosted by myself, Carlos Clayton, and we got great things coming in. Uh, we just broke down Mike Tyson coming in. We just broke down the NBA bubble as well. I want to talk about people getting paid for a second. Before we do that, though, please like Subscribe, share, and comment everything Uneducated Sports Talk on YouTube where you can click that notification bell and get content galore from myself and my Uneducated Sports Talk team. I want to uh, just thank those who helped, those who subscribed, those who are uh, sharing, um, those who are commenting as well. I want to make this bigger and bigger and bigger and we're going to get better and better and better. I promise you guys, man. So thank you for that. Uh, and you can check out Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast every Thursday, sponsored by the Anchor app. And if you don't see it live, you can check it out uh, on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Apple Podcasts uh, for your convenience. So once again, we want to thank those who have taken the time to watch the show. 
uh, on Facebook Live. So if you hear me talking to certain people, uh, I haven't really talked to people today. I've seen people come in and out, uh, but I haven't really spoken. Usually I'm very active with my people. Uh, but it's a, it's a kind of a weird time, though. Where, where I'm at now, it's like 2 o'clock Central Time. Yeah. So not a lot of people are really on Facebook Live. I got a few uh, eyes watching right now. So thank those who are watching on Facebook Live. Appreciate that. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about uh, players getting paid. But, but, but before I do that, good God, I know one of my favorite live fans can see this. Do you know how it is? Like, you always want to go, like, you set a vacation up or you set something special up, and you always got a minor problem right before it happens. That is me right now, man. I got this big old bump, like the mark of Buddha, between my freaking eyebrows, man. It's been irritating me. I've been basically putting alcohol on it. I've been... Uh, uh, making it because I want the head to come out so I can pop that thing, but it's not cooperating. It's like it's, he's literally gonna wait, you know, and have me take a million pictures with my uh my girl in Indiana, my wife, and I'm like I'm gonna be taking a bunch of pictures with this big old pimple in between my dang on forehead. So I'm not liking that. This like ugh, it's 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 horrible right now. And uh, the last man couple weeks, I, for some reason, my dumb self, I've been. Washing my face with soap, and I I don't know why. I'm just hard-headed. I did it, and of course, little bumps came out everywhere, man. But th don't be like me, guys. That, that's just horrible, man. But I cannot wait to get rid of this bump. Um, so I'm going to take a couple days off of the video, and maybe I can work with it. <laughs> but uh, that being said, man, let's get into it, man. Sorry about that. guys want to hear about my bump all day. Let's talk about players getting paid. Mookie Betts got paid. We talked about that on my uh, on my show. If you haven't seen any of these episodes, go back to Uneducated Sports Talk on YouTube. Check out the Mookie Betts show. We talked about how he got paid 12 years, $365 million. I mean, from the LA Dodgers got that kind of money, but baseball players are actually where it's at, man. Only problem is it takes a little while to get there. He's 28. He's probably played about five years. And he's finally got that big, dumb contract that he wanted. 12 years, $365 million. He joins the Mike Trout family. He joins the, uh, he joins the Manny Machado family. He joins the uh, Bryce Harper family. He joins the, the uh, John Carlos Stanton family. Uh, the Garrett Cole family. The guys who was making $300 million or higher. 12 years. He's 28 years old. So when it's over with, he'll be 40. Would be 41. Now, I've always said this example about Alex Rodriguez when he got his 10-year deal. And there's one more person I'm thinking about as well. Oh, yeah, Albert Pujols. That's what I've been thinking about. Uh, but him and Albert Pujols both got these 10-year deals. And let's just be honest. These guys, big guys, home run hitters, uh, allowing their physical. If y'all hear my son in the background, I do apologize. My son is just... You know, he's, he's, a, he's a wild thing right now. So, <laughs> he's having fun, though. So, if you hear that, I do apologize. I can't shut it down, though. I can't. <laughs> I love him too much. If he saw us coming in his door, I'd say, hey, get out of here. We don't want that. But, uh, we, we, uh Albert Pujols and Alex Rodriguez, those guys are big guys, home run hitters who relied on their power, uh, who relied on their power to get what they wanted. Well, we know, and, and then they got the deals done in their 30s. So when the deals were completely finished, they'll be in their 40s. And literally, it worked out the first three or four years, max, for these guys. The last five to six years, these guys were not great at all. Not great at all. And, but here's the difference between those guys and Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, one, he's 28. So he's not even in his 30s yet. So when it's over with, 
it'll be 40. But <clears throat> he's slim. He's slender. He doesn't go for power, although he can have power numbers. He doesn't go for power numbers. Uh, I mean, he has power numbers, but he doesn't go for power all the time. He's more of a get-on-base kind of guy. Let me use my athleticism, use my speed. And that can make him at least have a great eight to nine years in his contract rather than three to four years in his contract. Uh, so the Dodgers, have a, they have not only a great staff, uh, uh, a great ball coach. I mean, they're just two years away, game seven, from beating the Houston Astros to get to, the, uh, to, to win the World Series. So this team is never out of it. Of course, when you have Clayton Kershaw, always expect the worst. It just <laughs> when you have Clayton Kershaw, expect the worst, man. It is what it is. Uh, but when you when you see guys like uh, Corey uh, Seager and Justin Turner and Jock Peterson and uh, Cody Bellinger, who's the MVP candidate himself, this team has great players for the next. I don't know. I mean, next five, six, seven years. I mean, they've already won seven straight division titles. You might as well book eight. 60 games where baseball has to take this serious, I love it. Starting tonight is opening day where we have the Yankees versus the Nationals. And then we have, uh, obviously, I think the Dodgers and the Rockies, I think, play. I know it was in L.A. So, But we get to see those games play, and we get to uh, enjoy some really good baseball. I won't be able to watch the Dodgers and the uh, the Dodgers play as much because I'll be asleep by that time because, like I said, I'm going on vacation tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you. Tomorrow is only a day away. <clears throat> Anyways, I got grab my chest. But uh, I'll be watching those games, and it's so compact that every game is going to feel like it matters. And when, when, I, when I say that, that's usually when the better team wins, when the games really matter. You might as well say this is a 60-game playoff. And then the MLB has just decided we're going to uh, maybe have it 16 teams from 10 to 16. I like that thought. To have a longer playoff gives guys a lot more money. It gives them a lot more uh, uh, viewing audiences. 16, eight teams from each uh, each division, I mean, each uh, league, I like that. I like that, and I can respect that. And I really hope it goes through. They said that it's, it's going to go through for this year and 2021. 16 teams, look, I'm a playoff baseball kind of guy. But now, this feels like a 60-game playoff. I mean, when you have 160 games, I'm sorry, I'm maybe watching four games total, like live events on TV. I'm watching four games, and there has to be nothing going on besides that game. Now, 60 games, and every game counts. It's going to be a playoff game every game, and that's when usually the better teams win. So I would not be shocked if the Dodgers with Mookie Betts and company are right back in the National League uh, Championship, maybe in the World Series as well, because... They're usually a better team in playoff competitive things. Like we're, we're, like, we're going to see the Kansas City Royals in the playoffs. Like, like no, check this out. Because it's a 60-game playoffs. So we're going to see the Baltimore Orioles in the playoffs. We're going to see the Pittsburgh Pirates in the playoffs. You hear what I'm saying? Wherever the Blue Jays play at, they're going to be in the playoffs. It's a 60-game playoff. Like, every game is literally going to count now. You can't just take off a few games and pitches can rest here and this hitter can rest there and I'll just DH for the day or I'll just, uh, uh, no, hit me up uh, in the 7th, 8th inning when it's, it's a, a key at bat and I'll, I'll do that. There's no more of that. 
players are going to play nonstop. 60 freaking games of playoffs. That's how I feel. I'm going to be there and, and be glued to it. and uh, Because now you have basically every pitch, every swing, every stop, every fly ball, every home run, every RBI. Uh, it's, it's going to matter. It's going to count. And I like that. And then you tell me that there will be more teams um, who have a chance of going to the playoffs instead of 10 and 16? Count me in all day. That's more playoff games and playoff baseball. It's one of the most intense. It's funny because uh, I'm not a huge Astros fan. I'm not a, uh, I don't really have a team in baseball. I, well, a lot. I do. I'm a Nationals fan. I like to watch the Nationals. But I also like the Astros. So it was kind of tough to watch those guys play last year. And say what you want about the Astros and the cheating scandals. and It's whatever. Whatever. Baseball is really hard. I'm trying to find every type of cheating advantage I can in baseball. Uh, so uh, I, mean, I don't condone cheating at all. But look. Do what you got to do. The Patriots been doing it. And everyone loved the Patriots. You know. Or New England people. That's, that's about it. So maybe it is a bad thing to cheat. Because everyone hates the Patriots. Everyone. But anyways, uh, my wife, she's like, ugh, baseball. Like, you, I know you're a sports fan, Carlos, but why are you watching baseball? I'm like, because I'm a sports fan. I like baseball, but I like playoff baseball. And if for some reason my wife really got on the Astros bandwagon, she was, re- they, they won the World Series against the Dodgers. That was three years ago. Excuse me, not two years ago. Three years ago against the Dodgers. And she became an Astros fan, you know, because she saw me sit up there and watch those games the playoff games and it's, it's very intense. Every pitch matters. Every swing. And my wife is overly dramatic, overly dramatic when it comes down to uh, games, baseball games included. You know, so overly dramatic. So we're watching uh, the World Series, uh, Astros and the Nationals, and she is freaking out after every pitch because it's so intense. Though it's like, man. Could this be the one where he strikes him out, or could be this one where the dude hits a home run? We don't know, and it's so intense. And she felt it. I mean, every agony that came, every you know, it went seven games for the uh, Astros. So every time they won, she was happy, happy, happy. And when they lost, she was sad. I had to go to work for Game Seven. And Game Seven just taking too long, and I, I saw where the Nationals were going to win. So I kind of had my mindset of a team that was going to win. I go to sleep. I couldn't sleep because I could hear her in the background. Ah, come on. Oh, come on, what are y'all doing? <laughs> I thought that was too cute. I was like, cause she she not even look, look, I'm the I'm the guy that turned his wife into a sports fan. She's not a a, a, a crazy fanatic, but she's very intrigued in sports now. So uh so just watching that, just knowing that every single pitch is gonna count. Every every at bat is gonna count. And I've seen the Dodgers come up huge every year. So them signing Mookie Betts for so we know at least twenty twenty and 2021 are going to be some weird years. We know that's going to... And that's why they made this format for not just this year, but next year. Because they have a feeling that this coronavirus isn't going anywhere anytime soon. It's here to stay for at least another year. So they might make another... Where next year they might do 80 games. You know, half of a season. And uh, I would love to see that too. I would love to see that. Uh, but I think 60 games is perfect. This feels like playoff baseball from the start. That is where I'm like, hell yeah, give me more playoff baseball. So I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to have Garrett Cole versus uh, Strasburg tonight. I'm pretty sure about that. Or maybe it's Max Scherzer. I don't know. But regardless, we're going to see some great pitching. And it's literally going to be intense baseball with no fans. They might do a little fake fan sound 
Uh, I don't know how they're going to do it because they won't have it quiet, I don't think. I think they should do some fake noise with it. Uh, but you, you, you give me Garrett Cole versus either Max Scherzer or uh, um, uh, my boy, then the Phenom, uh, Steven Strasburg, then you got my attention right there. And I guarantee you that one game, it's going to be like a 3-2 to two or 4-3 to three kind of game, but it's going to feel like playoff baseball from the start. From the start, from the first pitch, is playoff baseball with no crowd. And I'm loving it. And that gets me intrigued in baseball. I will literally watch that game. And I will break that game down on my Uneducated Sports Talk YouTube channel. I promise you guys I will. So, uh, that, that that's amazing. But Bookie Best got paid. The Dodgers are looking good. They should be the, uh, the favorites in the uh, NL. Uh, the Yankees uh, and the Astros are still the favorites in the uh, AL, in my opinion. Say what you want about the Astros, but... T- that that crew can still hit, and they can hit far, and they can hit on anybody. So, and they're young, so they're still a dangerous team as well. Uh, and let's not count the Nationals. I mean, yes, they they, they did uh, lose uh, Rendon, but I mean, they have a great lineup and they have some great pitching, and they they'll be right there too. But the better teams in playoff formats usually win. <clears throat> Excuse me. And now we have a sixty-game playoff. That's how I feel. A sixty-game playoff. Comment down below. How do you guys feel about that, man? So, uh, that's the end of our show. I want to thank guys for uh, checking it out, for staying tuned, man. Uh, before we leave, please go on the Uneducated Sports Talk on YouTube. And please subscribe to the channel. Like and share it to the masses. Comment on it as well, man. Our goal is 300 subscribers by uh, September 1st. We're almost, we're almost at 180 uh, around that area. So, I want to thank those who have subscribed already and done a great job. Um so September 1st, we have about 120 more subscribers to go, and we're going we're to get that done, and we're, we're going to try our best to. And if it doesn't happen, it's okay. I'm fine. But that's the goal, 300 subscribers by September 1st. Keep this train rolling. Um, so go over there and uh, <clears throat> check it out on a, on, on a channel. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's a great show. It's a great show, and I do about every single day. And then also every Thursday, check out the podcast, Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast, sponsored by the Anchor app. You can see this show right now, today. In a few minutes, you can see it on Spotify. Uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts for all Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast news, man. For that being said, I'm your host, Carlos Clayton. This is Uneducated Sports Talk Podcast. As always, sports fans, you guys know what time it is. Stay smart and stay uneducated. Love you guys. I will see you guys later on tonight and tomorrow. Peace.